When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast on a victory Monday. Let's not forget that. Yeah, Let's yeah, not yeah. forget that. It's still a win. It's still a win. Presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free <laughs> bets up to $2,000. You okay? Yeah, I'm just so happy to be here. So happy to see the woot. So happy yep. it's a Monday, uh, you know, Bears Monday victory situation. I've had a hell of a morning already. Did a did a rewatch. Did a did a did a TV. Thanks to the fine folks at Fox Thirty Two for bringing them in the car. I'm good. I'm so excited to see you. I called up Hogue this morning, Woot, and I'm like, Hey, um, uh, I'm I'm doing a, I'm doing a Justin Fields. He, he answers the phone. He's like, Hey, Carm, like like super excited. And then I was like, I'm like, Yo, I've got I, I got a Justin Fields comp. I want to add in one quarterback. He's like, uh, Hey, I, I got I gotta go. Let me let me let me call you right back. <laughs> Dude didn't call back for a good 30 minutes. I thought it was just a straight, like, unconscious, didn't want to hear comps to Fields. Okay, first of all, let's <laughs> this, clear up. Let's clear up. <laughs> I don't know what there's a core wound in the happened. house on a victory Monday. All right, let me come clean. First of all, it's because two seconds after you called me, uh, Jason McKee called me. Oh, hey, Mac. We got a big game against St. Pat's coming up. We got right. things to figure We're out. Game planning. We had a couple pieces of film missing that I was on the hunt for this morning. You know, yeah. you know, we had we had priorities. Okay, Carl. We we I had to pick up that phone. Also, I was on the phone for him. I'll look it up right now. I'm pretty sure it was eight minutes and fifty six seconds. Right. And the second I hung up, I called you back. Eight. So don't try to say it was oh. thirty minutes. Okay, so 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> First of all, to the chat. I'm just curious what people think. Hanging up on Carm for McKee, we all love J-Mac, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious where that lands on that decision by Hogue, just where people are at on, on, on Hey, McKee. I love J-Mac. Shout out, shout out to J-Mac, right, so man. Clearly, he's, he's the man over there. Clearly, Wood is saying 37 over Carm, which is a fine take. Nine minutes. It was a nine-minute hey. call. Okay, so, but nine minutes for me waiting for you feels like 30. It's a compliment. How's that? You like that play? I think that's accurate. It's yeah. like a segue into the running game, right? The fullback, Blazing game, McKee. You know, like, that's as we're, as we're going, right? I, I that, like it. That's, that's, Got to talk fullback. I was getting really excited about the fullback yesterday. Yeah, I, I, was, I love the fullback. I was man. threatening to buy a fullback jersey in the middle of the game. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think instead of that Khalil Mack that you bought at Kmart, yes. you yeah. should get the Blazing game. I love it. I, okay, I, I do have to upgrade to a real jersey. I don't know if I'm going Blazing game, but let, <laughs> but I'm, I'm open for some process and some okay, discussions okay. on what it's going to be. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it is. Maybe it'll be Blazing game. Although I'm more of a... I don't know. I got it. I think I'm more of the you're more of the discount, whatever. I, no, I know. We're, this one, we're gonna go full price on this bad boy. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking eleven. I'm thinking. Uh, that's there were some awesome jerseys at the tail, tailgate yesterday. Okay. What, what a, and, and fifty-two was out there in a real. We one. had a Chris Zorich jersey. That's a good one. I'm just disappointed we didn't have a Corey Wooten jersey out there. Come on. I know, man. Someone like gotta have it. Someone <laughs> gotta step up their game. What was if I just went full Woot Northwestern look? That's that's that what would you got. Awesome. Ninety-nine Northwestern baby. Ninety-nine. Oh. A Bears Chase Daniel yeah. jersey? Now that's a diehard. <laughs> now, yeah. He was really excited about maybe Justin Herbert not playing yesterday, but then he did play. My man's made a lot of money. Shout oh, out to Chase, Chase Daniel. <laughs> Chase Daniel, man. Backup quarterbacks, it pays, baby. Uh, name, a, name a quarterback who's had a better career in terms of making money and not taking hits. No one. I mean, that ratio, he has to, has the be- he has to have the best ratio ever. Goat. Yeah. What, what about Josh McCown towards the end of his career? He made he made a good chunk of yeah. change the past couple he years. He did, but he still had to play he a still lot. Had to play. Yeah, you yeah. better back that off right there. Josh McCown <laughs> was like a, should have been a starter in this league. He was like a legit no. dude. No, he's a legit dude, but I'm saying he was a journeyman up yeah. until like the last six, seven years. And then years he just of took career. off. <laughs> yeah. By Shut the way, that's the jersey you should buy. I should yeah. get McCown. You no, are, I should, the, I should, you are I the president get of the Josh McCown I should get And that's no disrespect to Josh McCown. I should Josh get McCown was a beast, man. He's probably going to be a head coach soon. Good move by Devin, by the way, getting the brisker. That's a solid play. He's going nowhere you're gonna love that nine yep. plus you have jordan olympic on the backside of that nine. Oh, 
There we go. <laughs> okay. Carl's ready to go, man. He's got the caffeine popping. Yeah, he oh, does. Yeah, we're, we're on ready number to two today. I was getting extra points for every coffee I bought today on I Starbucks. I was re- really confused when I walked in here, though, and you weren't sitting in here. I think that's the first day that's happened. <laughs> I, I went different process today. I, oh. I had a whole different process. You changed so, things yeah. up like Justin Fields? Well, I, I went in studio for the TV, and then I get, then I was in the suits, and then I went back. I was, I'm taking care of Poppy the Puppy. So <laughs> And I, yesterday, I completely screwed over Poppy the Puppy, and I wanted to do her right this morning, okay. so we spent some more time and I prepped at home and I'm you know okay uh, okay enough with me <laughs> I'm, look out for I feel better by the way after watching the tape I don't know you I do I do do you okay yeah. well we can make it a positive Monday yeah uh welcome in Adam Hogue Mark Carmen Corey Wooten we're all here we we've watched the game we've digested it um yesterday was definitely a day where they get the win and it didn't exactly feel that way um, but we're going to try to keep it positive today on this Monday. There, there's definitely some things we have to break down that, that uh, people probably don't want to hear, but it is reality. That being said, I do want to focus, and we'll get to this a little bit later on the show, in some things that are actually improving mm-hmm. like for the franchise. Yep. You know, There are areas of improvement. You don't get to two and one in the NFL without something going right. Exactly. Um, and because it is still the NFL, it is hard to win, and you do celebrate any victory you can get. It, you know, Nobody says that more than Tom Brady. It's all about surviving that week, exactly. getting the W, <laughs> fixing whatever you need to fix after that as long as you get the W. Uh, let's start with you, though, Corey, because you weren't on our post game mm-hmm. yesterday. just want to get your overall thoughts. Let's start um, with the defensive line because yeah. I know you want to talk about that. You were a little concerned about the lack exactly. of pressure throughout the game. Yeah. What was? What did you see? Yeah, so, so a big thing we talked about in the run fits a lot of times, right? Guys are in their gap, but they're not getting enough penetration and getting off blocks. That's a key thing, right? Because I think if, if the Texans were consistent with Pierce in that game, he would he would have really ga- gashed them. Um, so that's, that's hard to see. Um, and then pressure-wise, right? Guys aren't rushing together. That's, that's the big thing I see. You know, a lot of times Robert Quinn's making an inside move. The tackle that's on his side is not covering him. Davis Mills is able to scramble out, complete a third and long. Same thing on the left side as well with Travis Gibson, Al-Kadeem Muhammad making inside moves. Tackle's not covering him. So everybody has to work together in rush and, and they're not doing that now you know I thought they've been pretty good rushing the passer but you have to rush as a unit right and that's what people fail to realize sometimes and I thought they would get that corrected but they, they haven't thus far so that's that's my biggest criticism on, on the defensive line not penetration not getting off the blocks and then not rushing together I just noticed that uh it was a great day for Davis Mills back there. He had a lot of time. He was yeah. hanging out. And and as far as Pierce, I mean, you're, I think uh, no argument for me. Yeah. It, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. Exactly. So that that's a big thing, pressure. And I thought they would pressure the the passer better. Remember we talked about Al Qadim Muhammad, right? He had a great year last year as a full time starter. He had a great training camp, uh, preseason we saw of him. And he just doesn't seem like the same guy that we saw last year, right? And I don't know if it's last year he mostly played on the right side. So sometimes guys have a particular side that they like. But, you know, the best passers on the team, Robert Quinn, is on that right side. So yeah. you're going to have to play the left side. So you have to get comfortable with it. Like when, when I played with Julius Peppers, a lot of times he'd go both sides. And they would try to match up him against, you know, a different tackle. So I prefer the left side. But I had to play the right side. You have to, you have to become comfortable at it, and you have to be good at it, and be able to play both so sides. Let me ask you about that because yesterday seemed like a perfect example of a day where you try to move Robert Quinn around, but they yeah. didn't really do that. Like he seems to just want to be on the right side, yeah. even if he's going up against Laramie Tunsil. That was a tough matchup. Exactly. There's some guys in the league that like to play one particular side. Miles Garrett as well. He likes to play that right side. Um, and they just got comfortable getting out of that stance. And there's some guys that can play both. They do the matchup thing. So I think that's what the Bears are doing. You know, Robert Quinn just wants to play that right side, and uh, everybody else kind of plays on the left side. So, um, yeah, it's just al Muhammad, like I said, I think he's more comfortable on the right side, and he's playing the left mostly. So you, d- you just have to get used to it. I mean, that's that's the thing. Uh, Robert Quinn's, the, like I said, the most talented pass rusher, so you got to play that left side. I got two questions on a follow-up here. Number one, if you polled most D linemen, would they have a preferred side? And number two, would most prefer playing the right and or the left in general? So I think majority of people usually just based off uh, getting in a right-handed stance prefer the left side, right? Just from the time you're younger, you get in that stance. And then if you play on the right side, you have to get in a left-hand stance. So sometimes people don't feel as much explosion coming off that right side or not. Because I know when I first 
was playing both sides, like I, I felt like I really had to work on my get off on that right side compared to the left, just because you're, you're pushing off a different leg, you have a different hand down. So it's kind of, you, you got to get used to it because my whole college career, I just played the left side and I got used to it and comfortable with that. And then when I first got to the Bears, they're like, yeah, you need to play both sides. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta work on this because yeah. it felt really uncomfortable. I would think left hand down is easier. Does that make sense? Or no, well, you got to think about it. Most guys, um, you know, even just just having your right hand down just feels more comfortable, you know, with that with that right foot back. A lot of people like to push off that left leg. And even from, like, basketball, right? Yeah. You know, if you, do a, if you do a right-handed layup, right, you jump off jump your left off leg. Your left, so yeah. that's your first leg that you push off of. That's why guys feel more comfortable with it. And then it's funny, like, no matter how much you play, sometimes when you go for the left-handed layup, it just <laughs> – Feels funny. Feels more comfortable to still go off your left leg, even though that's wrong. Exactly, right? Like even even though you're supposed to do it the other way. Not yeah, this like guy. you I got like, that lefty layup. Like, oh, playing, okay. like playing basketball, yeah. right? Going for a lefty layup, you don't feel like as explosive, right? Yeah, it's right. something it's, you got to work. It doesn't at. feel the same. Yeah, so exactly. That makes, that's yeah. a good comp. Well, that makes a lot of sense. If we're, if, we're, if we're bringing in other sports, uh, dudes in tennis, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The, well, you'd the rather, T word was coming next. Well, you want to? I mean, I want to return on on the ad side. I want to turn on the on the do seconds. I'd rather my back end return. Got Mark Djokovic here. So it's it's a it's can, a thing. Can I just point out the look on Matt Eberflus's face right here on this amazing <laughs> graphic that Joey is producing today? Put on the yeah. screen. Is that for the defense or is that for the quarterback? I just feel like that's the perfect image for today. Yeah, you know, you well, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a little aggressive. <laughs> we did win. He looks like really upset. Like season, that's a borderline season overlook. Like, uh, you don't know. No, that's like uh, we gritted out this okay. win against the Texans, <laughs> but we're still not happy about it. Really? Yep. I see. I see full on. Did, just did you guys see the flus. picture of him like from his high school football days where he had the big neck roll or whatever? No, he showed it on the on the game. Yeah. Oh, I missed that somehow. Yeah, he was. He was like. You know, he had the, like, classic, like, yeah, I do neck exercises. Loose went neck roll. I love it. Yeah, he had the neck roll. So it. he meant business, man. Hey, compared to Lovey Smith, who was just like, hey, I'm back in Chicago. It's a nice fall day. Yeah. You know, I'm still getting paid to be an NFL did, head coach. Did this you, is pretty good. Did you get the same vibe from Lovey that he was just chilling <laughs> over there? Because I thought yeah. he was just like. He, he is he is the calmest <laughs> coach in the world. And, and you guys know this from working in the media. Like, fans would get so mad, like, just his demeanor after oh, losses yeah, or anything. They're like, we need more from you. But it doesn't matter if we won, if we lost, like, he's going to be the same guy. That's what you got to respect about Lovey. Ne never too high, never too low. But people are like, hey, when you have a bad loss, you got to start, you know, chewing out people or you have to have a different demeanor. But that's what that's what I hey, loved about him. I respect it. He somehow kept that going in five years and down in Champaign. I don't know how he did it. That was pretty amazing. I, yeah. I thought he looked more constipated with the Bears. To, the, <laughs> oh to, 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 then, to then, like, this was just like a dude. I thought he was just relaxed. But, but maybe, maybe I need to go back and check the tape. Uh, before we get to the quarterback, Corey, what you think of – what you see from Roquan Smith yesterday? Because yeah. it's it, it just – last week may have been his worst game as a pro. Yeah. And then he didn't practice all week with a hip injury. And then all of a sudden, the dude looks, looks like himself yesterday, was flying around. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty surprising. I thought it was the conditioning factor, but the fact that he didn't practice all week, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think he, he definitely missed a lot of training camp, right? So a lot yeah. of valuable reps and reads. And he's still young in his career yet. So I think that was him maybe just warming up, getting into the, the groove of things. And like you said, he was flying around, and we saw that Roquan speed, that SEC, that Georgia speed that we were used to, and he was all over the place. I mean, he was probably arguably my, my highest-graded player, um, flying around, had the big pick to seal the game. But it's, it's back to what Roquan was doing. And, and a lot of people were like, oh, I'm glad we didn't pay him. But that's the Roquan that we saw on, on Sunday, the one that was going to get paid the big bucks. So it was good to see him back. Let me ask you this from like a scheme standpoint and him getting comfortable in this. It's a different defense. Yeah. It's a different position for yeah. him. So from being a defensive lineman playing in front of those linebackers, what is he adjusting to compared to when the Bears were in that 3-4 and you had yeah. more two-gapping going on in front of you? Um, maybe you're flying free a little bit more. I mean, I, what's different for him that he's adjusting to? So he, he's adjusting to now he's lining up in a different spot completely. Remember I talked about that. He's a little bit more comfortable on the inside, and now he's more of the outside role. So he kind of has to line up a little wider than usual. So for him, it, it probably looks foreign at first, and especially not having the training camp reps and whatnot. It, it's definitely different. So in, that, in those first couple games, especially in the Green Bay game, you know, he just seemed very hesitant. And in this past game, we didn't. So it seemed like he's starting to get more comfortable in that. And 
Yeah, like the 3-4, th- their job is to eat up blocks, right? The 4-3 is penetrating, right? That's the biggest thing. And, you know, you, you see some of these guys not penetrating as much, so it was different for him to get used to. He's used to the guys, you know, shocking and locking, playing two gaps off him, and then he, he fits off them. He got real used to guys like Akeem Hicks and Goldman and company. So it's definitely a different look. But it was great to see him flying around out there because, you know, we, everyone's thinking, did he lose a step? Did, I, I didn't think he lost a step. I think it was just about him being comfortable. And I thought the conditioning, but not practicing last week. I, I think uh, I think it's more about him just being comfortable. And sometimes people think, well, it's linebacker, right? But Mike to Will, you know, it's it's a completely different game in there, you know. So it, it's great to see him that he can play that role, and he showed that he can. That was big. Yeah, I think everybody took a collective sigh of relief. Okay, 58 <laughs> is back. He got out physical. In the Packer game, it was weird. Yeah. You're first making contact nine yards down the field, exactly. and you're going backwards. That's not what you're supposed to look like exactly. at all. And this exactly. was – I mean, he had huge plays. Exactly. The it, You know, third and two at the goal line, third and one, whatever it is, he's in the backfield. He's forcing field goals. I mean, outside of just yeah. the, the, the pick, which that pick is underrated because, yeah. you know, he, he – re- he, he knew what he was going to do before the play. He executed it on the play. I mean, unbelievable. They they obviously do not win that game yesterday without Roquan. And I, and I saw on the on the first two drives there was there was two running plays where he was attacking the blocker down the field. And then after those two plays, it seemed like he had a switch that was like, all right, I'm going to come downhill more. Yeah. I'm going to beat them to the punch. And because when I when, I, when those two plays first happened, I said, oh no, here we go again. Well, I was worried that he was just playing hurt. Yeah, you know, and exactly. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a tough game for him exactly. to finish. And then after those two plays, it seemed like he was just reading and reacting, right? And and that that's what separates him, right? If you're thinking at all in football, you are wrong, right? Your preparation, you know, your film study is going to tell you everything you need to know, right? On tendencies, what the offensive linemen are doing, you know, when they when they have that combo block and they're going up to you at the next level. And he seemed like he was just ahead of the punch on this. And, and that could be a, a key thing, you know? On the rewatch too, as far as linebackers go, I just want to throw in a little Nicholas Morrill. I don't know he yeah he looked good he, he, yeah. a, he flashed a bunch. I, I got him down here on uh, a couple of plays here. Now I got to scroll back through. But regardless, great tackle Morrill on on Burkett on a completion on third down that that would have saved a first down. Even uh, in coverage, he had a third and six where he had a run downfield. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I'm assuming it was a tight end, but he he was that was he th- was in tight coverage. That was Farrell Brown. I have that on here as well. I mean, he, Nicholas Morrill, wide receiver. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's he's got the athleticism. Anytime you can hang with a wide receiver down the field, I yeah. mean that's that's great to have linebackers that can run receivers. He had, had a tackle in the backfield. I like it, and I and that's a, it's a great story too. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I like what I saw from the defense, but the defensive line. I think I think that's the most disappointing for me thus far through the first couple of weeks. In, in the, I feel like the pass rush has been a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like they've had moments, for sure. I think where I'm still worried about going forward is just I don't know that they answered the run stopping questions yesterday. Exactly. Like it, 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 and I agree with you. I think if they had kept running with Damian Pierce, who looks like a really he, solid rookie yeah. running he, back. He might have had 140 if because because I didn't understand them going to Burkhead especially that was in weird. the red zone by the goal line. Yeah. I'm like he's, he's your you know utility guy. He's your guy that's going to catch it out of the backfield. Maybe get a toss, a sweep. But I, I didn't understand that because Pierce was really grinding them and and they got away from it. So yeah. that's that's the key. Like stopping the run going forward. Like that. Teams, teams are looking at the film, and they're like, we can exploit them running the football, right? And then all of a sudden, you work those play actions. We struggle at pressure at times. It's better to be able to stop the run because then you know what they're going to do. You know when they're going to pass. Then now we can bring pressure, and I think that's the key thing. Not being able to stop the run, that's probably why the pass rush is very inconsistent, right? They're worrying too much about that, and then you get off balance, and all of a sudden they throw the ball. You're not ready to go. So if they can knock out that run, then the pass rush will improve, and then let's bring pressure and, and then confuse them. That's the Deep into the Texans, they used Burkhead a bunch in, in week one, didn't use him in week two, exactly. and and uh, it was just interesting the way they slid him in there yesterday. I'm like, okay, I mean. All right, I want to get your thoughts on the quarterback too because we do have to discuss Justin Fields. But first, uh, this football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, 
and cash out on your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. You can build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime. I thought I had the perfect live same game parlay yesterday, but Roquan Smith couldn't stay on his feet. Oh. Take it to the house, my man. I had, lost, the, lost I had the Bears <laughs> defense scoring in that game. Oh, so close. And I thought he I thought he had a chance there when he picked it off. Um, but you can buy in your favorite bets anytime during the game, including the spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive, next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two. Bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Best way to get your tickets, you know this, is game time tickets. Get yourself the app of game time, if you will. Thank you very much. Get that app downloaded, the game time app. Live that dream right here on your phone. I know I do. Uh, Best deals right here for you. And uh, I'm getting excited with... uh, Bulls Media Day today to get some some yeah. some, some good, amazing value ads on my United Center experience this winter. So the Game Time app is the hottest new ticketing site. Courtside, you want you want to pay less for courtside? Way to do it, uh, and or sit up top. That's sweet. Concerts too. Don't forget that you are not going to find better deals anywhere else other than on the Game Time app created by the fans. For the fans, and also, if you are a fan of CHGO, uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Get to support the product, get to get uh, great value on your tickets. Download that Game Time app, Game Time Tickets. All right, um, let's talk about Justin Fields a little bit. Carmen's got a comp, Carmen's got a comp. Can't wait for my comp, but first, let's get all the thoughts here. I hope it's a good comp. Yeah. I think it's a great job by me. If I okay, may say okay. so, like a All really right. solid performance. Let's see what you got, Carl. We'll let, us, we'll let us judge right. that. Okay. Uh, your your general thoughts on what you saw yesterday, Corey? You know, I thought the plan early on was was good. Like, same thing like Green Bay. You know, the first drive, first two drives, I, th- I thought they were moving the ball efficiently. We're getting the run game going, working off the play action. And then we got away from that a little bit, right? We got away from that plan. And then just the throws by Justin Fields, I mean, those picks were bad. I mean – the one time he's throwing off his back foot, doesn't really follow through all the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just very confused by some of these throws, right? And I think right now he's trying to do too much. Which one confused you the most? <laughs> <laughs> the first one. The first one. Okay. I, yeah. I, was, I was literally like, where is he throwing the ball? And, and the fact that, listen. You're talking about when, the ball to commit. Exactly. Okay. When, when you're in the pocket, right? Yeah, it's going to break down from time to time. And you're going to have to f- follow through. And you might hit your hand on somebody or this. You can't throw off your back leg. He, he's he's not, so can't do it. Here's what confused me about that play. Ding so back leg. Komet was Komet was his first read. Yep. And as Field said after the game, and I agree with him, he was open. He just missed the throw. But the safety's coming over to the top, and they had a bust on the left side. Exactly. The two, there's two Texans defen- defenders underneath there. Exactly. No one ran with the wide receiver. I think it was EQ. Yep. Running wide open down the left side. <laughs> so. I get that commit your first read, but here's two things. Like, one, a, a, a better quarterback realizes he's got a touchdown on a second read. Exactly. Okay, and then the second thing I don't understand is he's actually lined up to throw to, to uh, EQ. Yeah. Like, if you look at where his yeah, body's yeah, lined like up as he throws to commit, he's actually lined up to throw to the left side. And, and, and so I don't know if that's just poor mechanics or he got kind of crossed up in his head right yeah. as he decided to throw the ball, which one he was going to yeah. throw to. But either way, it's just not, it's confusing. I thought he felt the pressure, and I, I just think, you know, he's, he doesn't feel confident when there's pressure down, down his throat. He's, he's over here. He seems a little nervous and timid because, like you said, that, that's an easy touchdown. Like, he literally would have dumped it out there, and, and we have six there. Oh. So it's, it, I feel like he's trying to do too much. Right, because I feel like he feels the pressure from the media, everyone's saying he can't play, so he really wants to prove to himself that he can. And I think the thing like this, to, to get Justin Fields confident and to get this offense going, is start out with the same plan we had, right? 21 personnel, 22 personnel. Let's get the running game going. That is the strength of the team. And then work the passes off that, right? And then once, because you see when the running game is going, right? That's when everything opens up. That's when these completions, he looked good. Right, because it sets everything. It buys the defense eyes. 
And then all of a sudden he has easy, you know, short and intermediate throws. And that's what's going to get him confident because I think right now just straight dropping back. And I know from time to time we're going to have to do it. But if we can rely on the run game and, you know, like Khalil Herbert and company, if we can get things going, get first downs on top of first downs, work that play action, then all of a sudden he's going to get confident because through the first three games, that's when he's most confident, when the running game is going and then we can work the play action from it. There were some plays where I want to give credit to Luke Getze. Fields has all the best of it. He's out of the pocket. There's nobody around him. Mm -hmm. He can literally take a nap and then make a throw. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of it, I'm wondering, how is he getting worse? Like, that does not yeah. – that, that, that He's is, taking steps back. That's like, and, and I think that's where, you know, there's – Oh, this tends to happen with the with the quarterbacks in this town. You start getting everybody's got to be on a camp. Um, I just like to evaluate what we're seeing each week, okay? And I think people overreact like it's some referendum. When I say I'm concerned, when I'm worried, it's exactly what you just said, Carb. Like this isn't just him going through rookie or young quarterback pains, ebbs and yeah. flows. These last two weeks have been concerning. Like they've been, uh, I, I was when I was driving here this morning. I heard on uh, Mike Greenberg's show. They looked it up. No team has won a game in the NFL <laughs> with with this quarterback with those quarterback stats yesterday. Eight completions, two interceptions, and five sacks. I think is what they looked up. No team in the NFL has won with those stats. From the quarterback since 1974, which is a completely different era of football. So when I get on here yesterday and I'm just saying, like, you're not going to be able to win games the rest of the season with that quarterback play. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm, I'm just, it, it has to be better. It yeah. just has to be better or these national guys out there that say the Bears aren't going to win a game the rest of the year, they're going to be proven right yeah. if you don't get better quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really surprising. And I think the, the, the most disappointing for me is, is the reads and the throws, right? Like scramble, uh, throw, throw it at somebody's feet. Like just do not throw it out of bounds. Like do not make those throws. He knew right when he threw both of them. Like they are bad throws. It wasn't like he got tipped. It was close coverage. Uh, he's trying to fit it through a window. Those were just bad throws. Yeah. You, you cannot do that, right? And I think if, if, if he would have just tucked those and threw it away or something, I think we could be talking about possibly a different game, right? Because once he threw the first one, it seemed like he got in his head about everything, and then all of a sudden he's trying to make plays out of nothing. So I think he's very in his head right now. And, and the way – rely on the run game. I, I think, you know, and I know you, you were talking about development. We need to pass the ball. Right now we don't need that because he's shown that – he really cannot do that consistently right now, right? So, so run the run game because that's what's working, right? That's the best part of this offense, right? And then work the play action off it. And if, and if we have to be a team right now that is a, a run first team off a of play action and we grind them out, that's what it has to be until he shows confidence that he can pass the ball. I put down a couple of Fields moments that looked good. Third and five, he threw a bullet to commit that I, at the time I wrote was his best play of the day. This is on the rewatch, by the way. And have. that's the one we talked about yesterday where I, I – because I think I've – I don't know if you agree with this, Corey. I, I feel like Justin's a, maybe getting a little, little – um, like he needs shots of confidence. I, exactly. I call it yeah. swag. Like he's a player yeah. that plays with swag. When he's playing well, he has a swag. Yeah. I would have liked to see them throwing the ball right away after that play that you just brought up. Yeah. Like, that was a good play. I would have – instead, they threw the ball – or, I'm sorry, they ran the ball the next two downs. I, I thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, go, go to the line. Let's do a boot. Let's do a rollout, sprint out. Get them that confidence. Yeah, and they and, and so I, I can't get on Getsy too much because, look, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, those those offense linemen are blocking like crazy on the yeah. run game. I, like, so – and you still want to win the game. So you're still going to do whatever you can to win games. So I, I, I can't – when your quarterback's struggling that much and you're running the ball so well, I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to sit here and be mad at the offensive coordinator. No. But that was one moment where I'm like, yeah, I would have liked to see a throw. Exactly. 45 dropbacks, he's been sacked 10 times. Now, some of that's on him, but that's a that's, – Absolutely it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, at, yeah. Least, at least six of those are on him for I, sure. Right. Holding the ball too he, long. He, he should not be having as much trouble getting rid of the ball that he's been having. I think we've underlined that. I wrote down one other one. Uh, 
must have read the snap infraction. This was later in the game. I think that was on fields, by the way. After oh, I think so too. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, the next play, he's I was first and fifteen. He zipped one to Mooney that looked like it should look. So that was okay. All right, we're we're behind the chains, and you just picked us up. Good job, QB one. Way yeah. to go. I think he has all the talent, right? I think he has all yeah. the tools, right? That's why I, this is so frustrating. It is. I think he's an intelligent guy. I think he can make every throw. He he has legs like Lamar Jackson. He can run the ball like him. Um, I think it's just the confidence. That's the key thing, right? And and it's it's such a tough point to be at because there, there's quarterbacks that you know when they go through this period, you know they go through a little ups and downs, and then all of a sudden they get their confidence. You know, once once they have one good game, that's what it's going to take for him to get one good game to get things going. And the, the key to that right now, Getsy, if, if I'm him, I'm saying, let's run the football, right? We know Khalil Herbert. We know the offensive line. That's their strength, right? Let's, let's be a run-dominant team. And then work these play actions off it, right? And all of a sudden, when he completes a good throw, let's get him on the move and with the op- option to run or pass. And then all of a sudden, yeah. he can complete another strike. All right, and that, that's how we get his confidence up. I, I like the concept of what you guys are saying. All right, he's starting to feel it. Let's, 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 let's build on it. Let's keep him going. But I, I also would like to – I mean, maybe we got to run before, walk before we run here. But I'd like to think that he's a good enough quarterback. Like, okay, he's feeling it. We could, we could call whatever play they want to call, and he can still. But continue. they don't feel that way, and that no. was obvious at various points yeah. in the game yesterday. That yeah. they, they do not feel like they can call whatever play they want. Well, then, but okay, then to, to that yeah. side of it, then lean into what you're saying. Hey, he just looked great there. Let when we see it, let's build on it yeah. immediately. Exactly. I think I think if they can do a lot of 21, 22 personnel. That's what's going to get him the confidence. And then we can take shots deep, right? Because if Khalil Ker- Herbert is, is running the ball effectively and then we get back to the line, all of a sudden, you know, we do hard play action and then their eyes are in the backfield and then we can take a shot deep. So it's going to take some things like that to get him going. And if he completes a long ball like he did to Pettis in that first game, that's when he started getting the confidence, yeah. right? So I think if you get him on the move, that's, that's where he seems the most confident, right? When he can use his feet and have the option to run or pass – He's a playmaker, right? So allow him to do that. And then once he gets that confidence, I think he could be a pocket passer. Well, one little source of optimism, and we'll get to that super chat in a second because it's not on this topic. But um, one little thing of optimism, I think, is I'm thinking of, I think it was the pettish corner route against the Browns in the preseason. That was an example of Fields footwork his alignment his shoulder everything like if you think about it like a golf swing like when you want to hit straight like everything needs to line up perfectly and that was an example where he did have it lined up he turned he had lined up perfectly he threw a strike so it's in there somewhere you know what i mean like i actually thought this time a month ago that he had gotten there that he that he had 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 made those improvements so I, it's probably just, okay, we're back in regular season. Everything's faster. The pass rushes is there. Pressure is more. Media is down my, down my neck. Yeah, everything you know? matters more. You know, it's not a Saturday night in Cleveland where half your fan base isn't even probably watching the game because it's August. You know, like, so I still think it's in there somewhere. I'm just concerned that it actually seems to have gotten worse the last couple of weeks. That's I mean, where the concern comes from. I mean... I don't know if we need to build on Matt Nagy's preseason hoe comment here, but I, I in the same general genre, if you will, <laughs> it, if you you can do it once, sweet. Yeah. But the the challenge is to replicate it over and over and over, and that's what it looks like. Right. And he's, he works at it. So I, what's I, your comp? Okay, so I pulled I pulled three. Uh, let's put them up here, Joey, and I appreciate J- Joey's like a ninja putting this together. So there's there's QB1, QB2, QB3. Now, one of those... Oh, we're playing this game. Yes. Line resume. Yes. So I I, I, I pulled... Do you ignore know who the I, fact who, that you already... Do you, do you know who I pulled today. out? I don't think you do. For for this one of yeah. the quarterbacks? Yeah. Do you know who Tr- I pulled? Trubisky is one of them. Okay. Okay. We'll Jay Cutler's another? Nope. No, I didn't pull Jay. So I, wait, I pu- explain what we're looking at, though. I, I, we're, okay, we're look. We're looking at just. We are. Lo- okay, let's start at the top. See, as you see on the bottom, wins losses. This is through thirteen starts. Yeah. We have three quarterbacks up there. So their amount of 
They're they they all have the same one one loss record. That's coincidence. I didn't okay. completely do it that way, but that's how it turned out. They were they were they were all four and nine. Okay. Now one of them is winning right now. He's three and zero, oh, which really gives it away. Uh, but it's interesting, and we maybe maybe we let's let's pull up Fields first, which uh, if people are guessing, yeah, I thought QB two, yeah. Okay. That would be QB two. So so Justin Fields through thirteen starts. I did not take the games where he came off the bench. He there it is. He's one seventy for two eighty nine. That's fifty eight percent. Nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, uh, and two thousand eighteen yards. By far the the lowest yards. So just to clarify, we do have one. So I think the yards on two should be. 2018. Yeah, that's all good. I just want to make oh, sure yeah. people, you're right. Yeah. It's you're okay. Right. I just yeah. want to make sure people look at okay. it and understand yeah. that that's yeah. a typo. Yeah. Okay. So that's a typo there. So yeah. uh, so those yards should be 2018 for Fields. No problem. Okay. Yeah. So just just keep that in mind. So he's got the least amount of yards. Now, which ones? Which one is Mitch between those two? QB three. That is correct. So Trubisky threw 13 starts again. He's got 219 completions to Fields' is 170. So let's do the math on the fly there. Uh, that would be 49 more completions. He's also th- he also threw 365 passes to 289. So that is, uh, let's say, 76 more passes, okay? That's what's standing out to me about this almost more than anything, Carm, yeah. is the lack of attempts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. talking about the same amount of games. Yeah. I covered the 2017 Bears. Yeah. Like that was not an exciting offense. That was that was putting oh. a quarterback on training wheels, and it, this this is crazy that that Justin has that many fewer passing attempts. Yeah, in the same amount of games. Right, right, and that and and by the way, if you go if you go back and look at it at the end of the season last year, they let Fields throw a little bit. At least, exactly. but 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 they overall they've been trying to win games, so they haven't been letting him throw. Wow. So so you could certainly make a fair argument, I would think, that his well has he has he played enough? Has he got enough opportunities? I think the answer when you really look at how much he's thrown the ball, mm-hmm. I think the answer is clearly no. Yep. So if we're looking for some optimism, there's at least one little nugget, and and now. Touchdown interception wise, uh, Trubisky Fields obviously you see it. Yep. So Fields throwing a lot more picks, and yeah, with a lot fewer attempts. Decision making with a lot fewer yeah, attempts. Yeah, that's decision making. And, and, and right? nobody ever yeah. thought that you know it, Mitch dumped it down a ton, but I don't think anybody would say he was an elite decision maker. Now the other guy here is I think at least one person that you would want Fields to turn into, and that is Jalen Hurts, who is in his third year, and he got to throw if you go back through the numbers a ton early and the Eagles late in the season last year started not throwing it nearly as much and he and his and his run numbers went up and their victories went up and they got in the playoffs and and they're off to a three and oh start so there you go two thir- way, he's looked great the last two weeks he looked really good. right Hurts. I mean great yeah exactly different guy <laughs> so uh I'm not, you know, I'm not going out here picking top of the food chain here. Like I think, I think where we are looking for Justin to get to is a quarterback that you can win with. I, that's I, 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 that's where I'm at with him. I, I think the key, right? If you want to pass the ball, let's let's stop with this. You know, uh, five step drop at times, him holding the ball too long. Let's get some of these dink and dunk throws, like like the Patriots used to do. Yeah. Right, and then like they're doing with Mac Jones. That's just quick, you know. Tom five, Brady six still yards. does that. Yeah, exactly. Just quick game, just to get his confidence up. Right. Yeah. Let's go, Cole Komet over the seam. Let's do an out route to Mooney. You know, let's get these quick throws to get his confidence up. Because once you start stacking those completions, that's when your confidence. It seems like when they try to drop back and throw, it, it's it's either a three step drop that he's holding the ball too long, or it's a five step drop. And I'm like, we just need to do some. Yeah. Obviously, if we have a third and really long, that's what we have to do. But early on. Let's get some of these these dink and dunk throws. The, the other thing you're seeing, I think we touched on this last week too. We certainly talked about it, I remember, during the Packer game. But the Texans did it again yesterday. They're just they, – they don't really care that they're taking a defender away from the run. They're just putting somebody on don't let him boot. Exactly. They're blitzing the boot. They're, they're every time, You saw it last week against the Packers. You saw it again yesterday. They're taking away that boot action away. Now the plus side of that – if you're the Bears, then you run the other way, you run the ball, they're, they're down a defender. He should have checked that play, the one he got sacked off yeah. the edge. I knew it. I said, he's coming. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got to see that, and he's got to check that yeah. to a run the other way. He's got to know that. 
So I think stuff he's thinking too. That's much. how you counter it. You exactly. got to give the quarterback the opportunity. But if they can't trust him to do that, exactly. that's part of the problem. But yeah, but yeah. that's where when I know you're credit to you, Carm, by the way, for using like Mitch Trubisky and Jalen Hurts because my brain keeps going to like everything Aaron Rodgers does. But like when Aaron Rodgers stands there in the shotgun, he sees that and he every single play he has two plays. Yep. Every yeah. single snap, he has two plays. Right. And he could just right. play play ball. Right. And, right? And, and it's up to him to call the, the right play at the huddle and or at the line you know, of scrimmage. He I mean. knows what every defense is doing playing against a guy yeah. like Rodgers. He used to do all the time, you know, he, he'd call out stuff. Oh, yeah, Peppers is slanting inside. they check it off that. You know, then we then we run a play outside. It was unbelievable <laughs> just, just how he knew what they were doing. That's half the battle, right? If, if I'm Justin Fields – I need to know everything out there, right? What formations are giving me, what they show when they blitz. And he should have picked that up right away. And that's, that's why I think he's just thinking too much because that play should have never happened, right? Everyone saw it. You saw it. We saw it. Yeah. I'm like, that guy's coming off the edge, clean for a sack. Yeah. I, I love underlining the intelligence of elite athletes. It, it's, it's really impressive. It's something that yeah. it's part of the skill set that doesn't get talked about enough. I, I like to bring it because I like to bring everything back to basketball at some point. But, like, LeBron James could be, like, on one play in the side court. Well, so-and-so is over there, and so-and-so is over there. That is one play in 800 plays that were in the game, and somehow you have the recall. It's the same yeah. same thing with Rodgers. And one other just quick point on, on, on Hurts, if I may, and it's different. But early in the year last year, the Eagles started 3-6, and six, 39 attempts, 48 attempts. 37 attempts in a 21-18 to 18 game that they lost. 37 attempts, 198 yards. And then late in the year, it just, it just, it, they went the other way with him, and they, they, they turned around their season. I don't, I don't know exactly where this is going. No one does. But um, they at least they let him – I just hope if, if the Bears get down in games, when that happens, maybe the Vikings game, I don't think it's going to happen this week, and they're, they're in trouble – Dude, you are you are going back there and you are throwing the football. Let him throw it forty times and let him let him learn. I I think that's. I mean, it. somebody's going to be able to stop the run, right? They're going to game plan for it. Yeah. They're going to load the box and they're going to say, Justin Fields, you got to beat me, right? That's yeah. And 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 that's what I worry about right now in this state. Like, if it's the next game against the Giants, who played pretty well, you know, defensively, like, is is this a situation where they're they're going to stack the box and say, Justin Fields, let's see you beat me. Yeah. You know, because he's, he hasn't shown anything to, to be a consistent passer yet. That's what's so concerning to me is, like, you don't run for 281 yards in an NFL game. That's not <laughs> and consistent. And if you do, your quarterback should be able to take advantage of it. Like, yeah. that, that's what's, like, mind-boggling to exactly. me. Exactly. Like, they cannot stop the run. Like, usually, that's, that's a – quarterbacks live for that, yes. right? Because then they're like, oh, play action? Oh, let's take a shot deep, 90-yard touchdown. It, it just opens everything up. Yeah. Right? Guys are in the eyes in the backfield, the defensive backs, the safeties. You could beat them over the top. So that that that's that was the most disappointing part for me is the fact that they couldn't capitalize, like you said, on that great running game. Shout out to the fields believers out there. Who They're a are, strong group. Well, yes, and who are remaining calm right now uh. and are not freaking out and are – Choosing to cherry pick what looks good and realize that you boil everything together and there's it's no time to panic. Yeah. It doesn't do any good anyway. Let's let's stay the course. He's going to play this season versus, you know, if I I'm looking at myself in the mirror right now. A little too reactive to like. No, no, but see, here's here's what I want to clarify though. This is what actually bothers me every week. Us breaking down a really bad game that he called trash himself. He wanted to say the words, I played like ass. Yes. He stopped himself from saying that. <laughs> That's di This is not panic. This is us breaking down what happened in a relatively calm manner, by the way. Yeah. No, no one here on this show, I'm not even sure I've heard it elsewhere, uh, at least in any media area, has said, this guy can't play, get rid of him. Like, no one's saying that. Everyone's bringing up valid concerns. It's not panic. It yeah. shouldn't look like this. You said that last week. It shouldn't look like this. We, that's all that's being said here. Right. Nobody has done a Ken Dorsey on this show. 
Throw. Ken Dorsey. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, and by the way, you don't shout get the out. reference. Bill's offensive coordinator yeah. in the booth yesterday. Complete meltdown. Yeah. And shout out to whoever had his back who covered up that camera. I know. It's like a, that that dude. He was throwing stuff. He was kicking stuff. He was probably cursing all. He was saying every name in the book. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't be six. You're an, you're an adult. I don't, do people do that at, at Carmel? Uh, no. I mean, no. No. They don't. No offense. I've Dorsey. seen it though at the high school level. But don't you guys yeah. think just going forward with this offense, right? We just have to be a, a run first team. And that's yeah. it is what it is at this point, right? And We're, that's okay. That's fine. And yeah. and that, that's what I think they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, Oh yeah, he can pass the ball and we can do this. And then when he has those dropbacks, Justin Fields is thinking, I gotta prove that I can pass the ball, right? He's yeah. he's really really trying to prove it. But listen, run the ball like two tight ends, a fullback, let's get that running game going, work the play actions off it and then get him on the move more. And, and that's what we're going to do at this point. That's what has to be done right now. Right, and that's fine. And maybe that results in 17 pass attempts again. The problem fine. is, if that's the case, it should be 14 to 17 exactly. with no interceptions, yep. maybe one touchdown, maybe exactly. no touchdowns because you're running the ball so well. It shouldn't be 8 of 17, two interceptions. And two really bad throws. Yes. Like really bad. So they, yeah. We, All right. We, yeah. But Correct. I do want to get back on, on, on track a little bit with some of the things that are that you can actually sit in the coach's room today at House Hall and say, okay, well, this is going well. This is a, if you're Ryan Poles and you're yeah. saying this is a guy that maybe we can keep. So let's talk about that first. Though, want to make sure you know about Shy Town Custom Cornhole. If you were at our tailgate yesterday, you saw their products. We had two bag sets set up. I know they go by cornhole. I could get an argument about that, but that's fine. Big, biggest, I'm, I'm calling it bags. My biggest faux pas yesterday was not filming the bags going on. I, I, hey, Bragg's backed it up, man. He said, Ooh. I put the film on. Some good I, comp out there. I, I had the camera on. He said, it's game point. I need to drain this. I'm going to MJ, and he did it. Shout Rick, out, Bragg. Brick by brick, baby. <laughs> I see right. you, Greg Bragg. <laughs> that's right. Um, but Chi-Town, if you were there, you saw what Chi-Town Custom Cornhole can do. They are the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box-style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. You can put whatever you want out there. It's all customizable. Uh, our cornhole boards, they come with built-in drink holders, oh, which is huge. clutch. There's a, the hole actually lights up. On the Ooh. ones we have, so you're playing nighttime, you can you can get fancy with that. LEDs that light up the hole, um, and it's it has handles too, easy for carrying with the handcrafted scorekeepers on there too. Veteran owned and operated too, which is great. They can ship anywhere. They offer local pickups as well, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event. Wedding gifts, that's a great idea. Customize wedding oh, yeah. gift with the with, with a, a nice cornhole set for you. And you can make gifts for any occasion, especially for those tailgaters out there and backyard barbecues. Check it out, Shy Town Cornhole. Um, I'm really also upset that I didn't play yesterday, but that's okay. I yeah. think you were nervous about people videoing you and then posted it on the internet. Maybe a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> there was just so many people out there that I, I was just having a good time talking to okay. everyone. You like, sure you weren't a little nervous, Carm? Because I mean, I, I think maybe in an unconsciousness <laughs> mood that I was, uh, I was, you know, avoiding that area. Yep. Hey, it's okay. Pe Next pe time. Pe peeps were peeps were out to do things. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, looks like we have Nick. Okay. All right, Nick. Uh, what's up, baby? What's uh, up, uh, Nicholas uh, Moriano? Uh, Hall. I don't. Is, Nick, can you hear us? Hold on, give him one second. I gotta get the thing over oh, his okay. face. Maybe we don't. Yeah. We don't have. We don't have. We don't have Nick. He's while we're waiting for him. Can I? Can I shout out one other bear that we haven't fully shouted out today? EQ. First off, Getsy, super creative play. Getting or not super creative, but it was it was a very well executed. EQ in motion. Fields handing it off. That that was that was well done. The defensive tackle, whoever that was, had no idea that St. Brown had the football. You called that out in the moment. Yep. Uh, but I also just noticed going back through it, dude continues each week to block well. Yeah. He takes pride like, in it. He's you want a receiver that's going to block down the field, right? Because yeah. a lot of these receivers nowadays don't want to block, right? They just want to catch the ball. 
And it's great to see down the field him him getting blocks and and for all the shit Mooney's going through and he wants yeah. to spend an hour on the field afterwards catching passes off the jugs machine because he had a drop. You love seeing that to a point. Um, dude's down there blocking too, yeah. and he's not the biggest guy. He's exactly. not. So I love seeing that too. You know, I th- and 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 so that's a good segue to what I want to talk about. You know, even on that play uh, where they handed it off to EQ on the end around Braxton Jones got. A, just a little bit of a chip that was necessary too, because yep. just in case, I think it was fifty-five on the Texans may have recognized last second who had the ball, which he really didn't. Jones was there to yep. you know get a little chip Jerry on him, Hughes, to, right? It was yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and make a nice play. So I, I have to say, for Braxton Jones so far, for a fifth-round rookie, it's been. It's been solid at left tackles. Yeah, at left right? tackle, the hardest position in football, in my in my opinion. Real quick, Hoke, I think we I think we got Nick right here. Okay, from House Hall. Hey, Nick. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, man? <laughs> oh, you know, just at House Hall here and waiting to to for Avery Flues to you know explain some things that happened on Sunday. But yeah, I I see like in the comments here, it's like a little doom and gloom. I mean, I'm kind of feeling the same way after re-watching the game, but there were some highlights. I'm glad Mark brought up uh, EQ and his blocking because I think consistently that guy is, you know, even coming on crackbacks, he's 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 showing that he, he's not afraid of really springing guys open. So I do I do enjoy that uh, EQ's game there. Hey, hey, Nick, slightly off topic just for one second. Do you know who Jeff Joniak credited for being the hardest-working reporter at Hallis Hall along with himself, Voice of the Bears? I don't know. That would be you, buddy. Oh, there he we says, go. Says the earliest to arrive <laughs> and the latest to leave. Nicholas Moriano, Joniak, and Moriano for the win. Damn it, we we need some of the I'm players not- doing that too, right? First to first to be there, yeah, last why, to leave. Why know? can't Fields work like you, Moriano? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, um, I, I won't take too much credit, but actually, you mentioned Jeff. He's actually here with me. We're the only two here at Hallis Hall right now. We had a conversation, and we were we were talking about how Justin Fields needs to start hitting those layup plays, you guys, because obviously there there were just the rows within the game that were schemed up right, and obviously we we could probably point to the Cole Komet over the middle of the field, right, where that's just when he misses. But there are just other plays throughout the game where it's like Tristan Ebner off to to the right side of him where. The ball's just not even close to him. And it's like these are layups that it doesn't matter what quarterback it is. You just need to you need to make those plays. But I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jeff. He's he's obviously one of the hardest working people here as well, and you know someone that I've always looked up to. But yeah, he's uh we had a little conversation about Justin, and you know we need to start seeing that out of QB one. Not everything's gonna be right on a specific offensive play, but the things he can control, he needs to take advantage of that and make those plays. Hey, so Nick, Hoke's fired up right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I I get worried about Joniak sometimes. I'm gonna have to call him. And, yeah, and check say, on him. Yo, you know, just settle down. It's a Monday. You don't have to show up at 6 a.m. You know, take a breather. <laughs> Love the guy. Hey, he's like Braggs, right? Nice yeah. and early. You gotta go to work, baby. Uh, but Nick, what do you think the biggest thing for Justin Fields? You think it's confidence in your in your opinion? Ooh. You know, maybe it's confidence. I think it's – I wonder if he's just overthinking things, man. It's like when you're ma- not making, like, the right plays and you're not feeling pressure on the backside of you. There were a couple times where I felt like Justin just was overthinking too much, holding on to the ball too much. Just go out and play quarterback is what you kind of want, want, want to see from him. But I think it's just still we're three games into a new offense, and he won't make that excuse for himself. He he said that in the press conference, you know, yesterday that that's not an excuse, but we just need to see him again hit some of those plays early on in, in games, and maybe can carry over, you know, when it is the second half, so that you can see a more consistent Justin Fields. But right now, just like he's not making the throws, he's holding the ball too long. And now it's just it's like a combination of things, and that's that's where it can get like a trifecta for, for bad quarterback play, right? So we just need to see that consistently, like even if it's gradual progression for one thing at a time, that might be better. But right now, Corey, I think it's just a mixture of everything. What are you going to ask the head coach today, Nick? I put him on the spot. I want to first question: Why did you move move your press conference up an hour? Is it because Adam Hogue can't make it there now? Oh. <laughs> Two That's o'clock? what it is. It's a 145 today. 145. One, mm. 
Yeah. Oh, um, you know, I'm really curious, you guys. Like, early on, and I know, Adam, you tweeted this, so did I during the game, but just some of those third down and it seemed like obvious passing situations, the Bears just decided to run the ball. And look, the running game was working, no doubt about it. We all saw that, but it just seemed like it was a weird decision in my mind where you're you're in close to scoring territory and yet you're electing to you know run the ball like on a draw play whereas like is that the best way to go get that first down and i know the running game was working so just a this you know a clarification on that um and also i know he explained his i think mistake right before halftime but maybe re revisiting that a little bit to see what what was going on there because you have the three timeouts you have some you still have time to get a potential field goal you're down 14 to 13 and he mentioned the word rebuttal he was worried about the rebuttal from the Texans if they weren't able to pick that up and they still have two timeouts like I know the head coach you got to think of all the scenarios what can go right or what can go wrong but you're already worried if you don't get it that the Texans are going to go back and score on you? I don't know. It just it just seems a little off to me. Yeah, Nick, let's talk about this because after we got done with the show yesterday and I had a chance to listen to uh, Matt Eberflus on my way home, let, one, let me give him credit. I appreciate a head coach that shows up to the postgame show and basically says, I fucked that up, which is which yeah. is what he did. He said, he said I should Thank you. Accountability. Yes. And, 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 like, your players want to hear that. Your fans want to hear that. And it's fine. And it's okay. You learn from it, all right? I, and, and he did it even stronger than Nathaniel Hackett did after <laughs> the field goal incident a couple weeks ago where Monday he goes, yeah, I screwed that up because we didn't make it. No, that's not why you screwed it up. <laughs> it, you screwed it up because you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that from, from Eberflus, first of all. And he actually explained it. He's, like... It, I, I was encouraged by this. They have it down to like the second. He's like, in that situation, you want to get to 35 seconds. Then you call timeout because they still had their timeouts. Cool. That's awesome. So that means you had it planned and you knew that. So why didn't you call the timeout? That's And you know what the answer is? <laughs> He's they learning. They didn't trust the quarterback, man. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that that's is. what it is. That is 100%. That's the only answer. Because everybody is going for that, trying to get in the field goal yeah. range, like in that situation. They didn't trust him. That's plain and simple. That's it. They didn't trust him. He told you, we had an idea of what we were doing. Yeah. We had it written down. We had our analytics. We had it down to the second. We had the timeouts. We were going to call it. And he's just like, I got to do it next time. Well, then why didn't you do it this time? He wasn't worried about Davis Mills getting the ball back and driving down the field after a potential punt. He's not worried about that. I'm telling you. He's worried about turnover. Exactly. And you, you guys, I, kinda, I wrote about that today or yesterday, like, just what they were doing within the game and how they specifically handled the, the final seconds before halftime, it did seem like there was a lack of trust in, in Justin Fields. And his play didn't reassure them that he, you know, he could be trusted, which is some of the throws and decisions he was making. And obviously there's a lot of people like, well, I don't know, Nick, that's maybe too harsh of a way to go right now. It's only three games. But in that game specifically, that's what it, that's what it appeared to be to, to me, that there, the trust is in that game was not there. And you can just look at the final seconds of halftime and how it all played out. It actions speak louder than words. And I've been saying that for a, a while now, and that your actions, not taking the time out, potentially trying to go score, really showed what you kind of think about at this moment with Justin Fields. Yes, indeedy, it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, anything else before we let you go? No, just one last thing, though. Obviously, Roquan Smith had a hell of a game, but I really liked the play of all the linebackers in this one. It seemed like they were all playing fast, knew a little bit were a little bit more comfortable in this defense. You see Nicholas Moreau in the coverage that he was you know, providing throughout the game. Even a guy like Joe Thomas that got moved up to the active roster. There are key plays from those linebackers, and I think, you know, obviously if you have that unit playing well, you can see what the results can be against – you know, a good rushing attack that the Houston Texans brought in to Soldier Field. But, yeah, Roquan definitely deserves all the credit for how he played. There was a third and it, it was a first down play uh, with seven minutes in the third quarter, and he's the furthest linebacker um, from the play, and yet he just shoots a gap and dives and makes a, a, a tackle for no gain. Um, and it was just like, that's the Roquan Smith that you want to see. But just want to give a shout-out to all the linebackers. I thought they had a, a definitely a good day uh, on Sunday. Uh, enjoy the press conference. Go get the answers the Bears fans are craving. 
Uh, tell Joniak I say hi and to make sure he's in bed by 9.30 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, you guys. All right, there he is, Nicholas Moriano. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Nicholas Moriano. He will have the coverage from Hallis Hall, that press conference at 145 today. It, it seems like, too, in, in Denver, they don't seem like they really trust Russell Wilson right yeah. now, too. Right? I don't know what's happening. I don't that, know what's that, going that, on. That Broncos thing, he's got like a a, a, a coach coach upstairs. Dude, when Did you, you see that? Like yeah. he, they hired, they brought in like uh, they don't they don't they don't they trust sh- him. It seems like they don't trust Russell Wilson right now. They don't co- they don't coach the coach or they don't trust the coach. I, it's bizarre. And then they're still getting the timeouts wrong. They're still challenging the wrong plays. Yeah. I I know the Bears are probably being looked at as like the worst two and one team in football right now. But I the Broncos, the Broncos are the most bizarre two and one team. Oh. Right, that you you would have thought you know Russell Wilson would be lighting it up. You thought maybe the first game was just a fluke, but he's he's kind of struggled a little bit. Their play calling seems like they're not really confident in him throwing the ball. Uh, it's but, like you paid this guy all this money, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and and especially in that first game, you're not going to let him pass the ball on fourth down. Bron- yeah. Broncos are two and one, but they've been the Seahawks and whatever the hell last night was. So and I didn't watch a ton of it, but when I did watch, I'm yeah. like you you I you look. Her- the Niners look terrible. Hey, Garoppolo's horrible. Jimmy Garoppolo pulled a Dan yeah. Orlovsky. Yeah. <laughs> he stepped out of the back of the end zone, which actually saved him because he threw a pick six on the play. Yeah. But the, everyone was talking about before the season that, the, the oh, man, the AFC West is could be the greatest division in the history of football. Right now, there's one damn team. And, I mean, like, the Chargers are even off to a slow start. Well, I'm, I'm, the Chargers have everyone hurt. Yeah, I mean, Unfortunately, char- it just came out where Sean Slater is probably out for the year. That sucks. That's, suck. that's a killer. Pro Cats. Uh, and Anthony Walker, too, this week. Yeah, tough tough uh, week for the Cats. You know, hope, hopefully it's not as bad as, as we think. They're right. going to roll into Penn State and win on Saturday. I got no that doubt. That would be classic Northwestern. It yeah. really would. Come on, Fitz. You, you, you lose <laughs> the go. games you're supposed to win, and you win the games you're supposed to All win. All that matters is the Big Ten West, baby. That, this is not even a Big Ten West game. We could, it's a, you know. we got to do something for the Wisconsin-Northwestern game in two weeks. I, I, I'll tell you, people are coming out of the woodwork asking for tickets for that thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's like I got people coming. I got, I got Adam Capes from out of town. Are they all Badger fans? <laughs> well, this, his son does go to Wisconsin, yes. Okay. Yeah, Northwestern fans are not well, exactly. I don't think Northwestern fans are lining up to go to that game. You're going to be jumping around. Wisconsin always struggles in Evanston. They do. Always. They do. Like, that's another game they'll probably win. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. You know? Let's go. The thing is, we, we play, <laughs> we usually, I, I don't know, this year we're struggling to stop the run, so I'm, I'm a little nervous. Usually in the past, we stopped the run. Yeah. But <laughs> Raylan Allen about to have 400 yards. Northwestern should be advertising on this show. We give them a lot of love. Go Cats. We do. Go Cats. All right. Um, good stuff, Corey. Awesome having you here on another Monday. It's they over? did win. They are 2-1. and one. There are good things to look at. Um, and, hey, if you can survive this season and – Play 500 football. It's actually a pretty good year. Yeah. But the quarterback, you got to get something I, out of I just want to say it one more time. Everybody out there in Fields Land who's remaining calm and not freaking out, and no one's freaking out here. We're just calling it as it is, as Adam said. But it, the, for those of you who are having your conversations with your friends, relatives, and whatnot, and are saying, like, just relax, take it easy, we, it, give them the whole season, we don't need to freak out, you have my full respect. To yeah, we won. We won. You're not allowed to criticize anybody or anything. doesn't matter. And, and all I'm saying to those people, Carb, is I am with you on that. Good for you for staying so positive. I hope next week we are breaking down a four-touchdown, 300-yard performance. Like Trubisky against right. the Bucks. Yeah. A couple years That'd ago. That'd be great. Here. Braggs but wants to know what to watch tonight, by the don't way. Don't get mad at the people who are just calling what they're seeing. If someone's out there saying Fields is a boss, get rid of him, that you can get mad at. That's an overreaction. But simply pointing out when the own, when the quarterback himself said he this. played like trash. Don't do this. You're trying to control Twitter. You're trying to control no, the I'm internet. not doing that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that if you're trying to compliment those that are staying level-headed, that you also have to hold them to that expectation. Yeah. They can't just get mad at everyone who's saying the quarterback played like trash That's when the quarterback you're, you're right. played like trash. You're right. You're That's right. what I'm saying. You're right. Honest you're assessment. Right. Like, there's if, no if you're going to be even that. keeled about the quarterback, be even keeled about the the breakdown analysis of what's actually happening too. Yeah, yeah right. Let let people let, let let those who are panicking let them panic. You just stay in your lane. It, it's, yeah. it's definitely concerning, but I think the the fact that they're two and one at this point, right? It's a pretty good position to be in. Yeah. With how bad the quarterback play has been, how we haven't been able to stop the run. So this week against the Giants, right? 
Saquon Barkley's going to come out and try to run the rock yep. defensively. How, how are we going to stop the run? I love what the linebackers did this week in the run game, right? Defensive line, they need to step up, get pressure on Daniel Jones, yep. right? Offensively, let's stick with the run game. The 21-22 personnel, let's get some of these dink and dunk throws off of the play actions. Then let's get things going, right? But that has to be the identity of this team yep. because that's the strength right now. That's the strength, but to win those games, the quarterback's going to have to step up to it. He's going to have to, yeah. He's going to have to hit the open touchdown and not the interception. But you know right, how we like, do that. Like, that's just the play that you has know to happen. how we do that in the, first, in the first two quarters. That's where we get his confidence up with yeah. some of those play actions, the dink and dunk throws, the five-yard outs. Then we get Mooney some more touches, Cole Komet, and that's how things open up. That's what they have to do. It can't be a 20-yard route, you know, all of a sudden. We're not, we're not ready for all that. Yep. You, hey, Bears after dark tonight, baby. Bears after dark tonight is right. Will DeWitt, Greg Braggs. Nick? Um, surprise. Surprise third? I, I think Nick probably jumps on at some point. There's always surprises. Brick along by there. brick, baby. Greg Braggs, what's a, up, baby? Alongside Giants and Cowboys, Saquon out there. You know, a little scout for the old uh, football Giants. I'm excited. Yeah, I always yeah. like when the Bears' next opponent plays on Monday night. It's great to watch. It makes it, it right? more interesting. Scouting. And we're going to see their plan. The Giants, I think, open is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Already went up to three. We'll see if that adjusts tonight based on the game. I think they'll win this one. The Bears? Playing, no, the Giants. Oh, tonight. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been playing great defensively. Yeah. So, I think, I think they've been taking the pressure off Daniel Jones. They've been stopping the run. Giants so. offensive coordinator is? Mike Kafka. There you go. St. Regis Finest, baby. Northwestern. I mean, just everywhere. Yeah. Just the purple just, just, just rains. Uh yeah, well, <laughs> Cowboys have had the Giants number, but uh, no Dak, so there's that. Uh, yeah, anyway. All right, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at Corey Wooten, um, at Nicholas Moriano for the press conference coming up at 145. All the coverage at allchgo.com. Shout out to all you in the chat. I loved I loved the conversation going on today. If I was following along, it was very, very entertaining. Okay. Oh, it's always, it's always the, entertaining. The, the show the within the show, baby. Uh, and tonight, Bears After Dark. Kevin, what time does that start tonight? 6.30 start, Bears after dark. Be there or be square. It's gonna be, uh, maybe I'll jump on for a second. We'll see. Since they are yeah. playing, we'll see what's going on tonight at the Hogue household. It's probably going to be as, if it's as crazy as this morning was, I probably won't be on. We'll, 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 Life we're having out. a one-year-old, man. <laughs> Life, man. It's the best. All right. Um, we'll talk to you. Otherwise, we'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. We'll have grades, more breakdown after we see the coaches film. Talk to you tomorrow.